WandaVision, WandaVision. WandaVision. So Wanda, when Wanda. WandaVision first came out, I didn't understand that it was like Wanda and Vision. Oh, really? <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dumb dumb. <laughs> WandaVision. So what's up? Hey, everyone. Trash House Street. Hey there, little patriots and, <laughs> no. and QAnon members. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, a lot of things have that... happened. Uh, Trash South Street, Jamie Z. Lou Sessa. A lot of things have happened yeah. since uh, our New Year's uh, mm-hmm. Eve. Yeah. You know, the Capitol got invaded. A, a bunch of assholes. I told what I believe to be two very clever jokes, and one no one got, and the other one one person didn't get. What, the... Uh, well, the first one was... Or the, the death or, or like what? So here's or the two jokes I told. And this one, the first one, admittedly, I was a little too into my head. I was too amused with myself. I got your one joke, but I didn't, I didn't understand. I like, wasn't applying mm-hmm. it. So joke one. <laughs> joke one. I posted, you know who's really going to be angry if Trump gets impeached? William Henry Harrison. This is my thought process. Right. I was like... Mm-hmm. Why would he be upset? He died. He was only 13 days, and he died when he was giving his inauguration. Like, that's when he got sick. So I'm like, what is he talking about? So I went down this deep rabbit hole of, like, Jacksontonian and, like, the Whig Party and how Republicans split off from the Whig Party because, like, all this, like, Jack... Yeah, it was (laughs) What was this joke about? The punchline is... Pence would be president for a short... Well, we held the record for shortest presidential. Yes. So I got what you like. I'm like, yeah. why is... I'm like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, isn't Andrew Jackson uh, Trump's favorite president? Really? I don't know. Well, I'm sure Trump's favorite president is... Himself. Trump, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's been like fucking crazy. And like, that was crazy mm-hmm. to watch. That was on my sister's birthday, January oh. 6th. Oh, I, was like, birthday. I was like, happy birthday. Yeah. Here's a cue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> An attempted... Do you think that, like, it's crazy, though, like, the whole thing, everything's just so fucking weird mm -hmm. about it, and, like, watching it, you're like, you're like, this is kind of funny, you know, Mm -hmm. at first, and you're like, wait, no, they're actually in there now? Yeah. Like, and then you're like, what? It was like watching a bad sitcom, it just got progressively worse and worse, but if they were like, you know, we're gonna stop this count, and, like, we're gonna take back America and keep, like, why did they leave? Like, why did they I just, don't know. Why did they, like, they? Well, you had your, you know, you had your colorful characters like the Viking guy. Yeah, and the QAnon, the Q shaman. Because I was like, that guy's kind of good looking. It's horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. My comment was, my observation was, all these people, they're QAnon people. They're very obviously conspiracy theory people. Yeah. Oh, and the the, the racist. <laughs> oh well, you know, for the purposes of this conversation, yeah. while being racist is certainly horrible. Yeah. The fact that they're conspiracy people and you see unfolding now the 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 very the very real proof that the surveillance state exists and the fact that they can fucking identify these people. The thing that all these people are most afraid of with getting the vaccine and five G and all that shit. But they let them get facial recognition and yeah. didn't wear masks. Yeah. <laughs> It's just weird. Like not, like, not even, like, I'm not talking about the surgical mask. Like, mm. Wouldn't you maybe kind of hide your face, but... Eh. Yeah, they well, they... well, didn't the shaman, uh, didn't he paint his face? Yeah, like the American flag. Exactly. Well, did you ever look into QAnon stuff? Did you ever go down that rabbit hole? I thought it was Quanon for a long time. <laughs> I so really you have did. not. A little so bit. So do you know who Q is, supposedly? Oh, he's the, the guy, the bad guy in Star Trek TNG. Well, yes. But do you know who Q is and the whole QAnon thing? Apparently, oh, I do, I do. He's the guy who invents all the technology for James Bond. Um, JFK, that he didn't oh, wait. die. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. All right, all right. So now I'm really intrigued. Yes, just start Wikipedia. All right. I mean, um, I'm gonna get on all but this? yeah, like I, uh, I read stuff like like well, a year or two ago, mm-hmm. and there's a theory that JFK really didn't die, and he's Q and behind everything. He'd be dead by now anyway, right? I'm really old. He'd be, so say he was 40 and 60. He could be still alive. He could, it could be like, you know, like X-Files. He'd be like one of those old dudes yeah. in the, uh, what were they called? What, the? All the old, like, smoking man and oh, stuff. Oh, like the, I forget. That has been a yeah. while. You know, JFK was, um. Blown away. What else do I have, I have to say? say? <laughs> no. 
No, besides that. <laughs> he had sex with Marilyn Monroe? Among others, yes. <laughs> Him and Bobby were tag team in there. Mm. No, I was going to say, he was one of the people who didn't really believe that Hitler died in... Really? And which apparently... You know, I would not be surprised if he did not... The, like, the whole... Well, there's a lot of things with the Russians. Because like, it wasn't, wasn't his, his skull. Yeah, like, there's a lot of... I think Hitler died, but mm. I do... I I don't know. Like, Well, he's someone who'd definitely be dead of old age if yes. he wasn't riddled with Parkinson's. But it almost seems like, yeah, like, they they, they all stormed wherever he was at in Germany. Mm-hmm. And, like, his head rolled out. <laughs> like, that's what they like, make it seem. <laughs> no, but like, there's a skull! Yeah. Yeah. Green skull. <laughs> yes. And then the Soviets were like, you can't look at this anymore. They probably, what if he's like, uh, he's like Chris Christopherson in Blade 2. They just keep him alive in a tank. And they just Blade pull him out. Blades. Circle back in a second. Cool. But, you know, they keep him in this tank and every now and they just pull him out so they can pee on him. <laughs> Blade is good. Blade is, it's the movie that proved that Marvel, like a Marvel property could be a good movie. Mm. Uh, Blade 2 is pretty good. As Guillermo del Toro. I saw parts of Blade 3. It was pretty... Blade 3 is horrible. Not good. Even though uh, Parker Posey's in it. I like Parker Posey. I do too. Um, that's the first movie I ever saw someone bootlegging. Really? It was the Regal and Conchahawken. Mm. It was right when it, it was... Pretty soon I after it opened. This, yeah. And yeah, there was a guy with like a video... A handheld video camera taping it. Pizza I, I would at some point <laughs> after that... Um, he did the same thing with The Last Samurai. Oh, I never Cruise. saw The Last Samurai. I don't. There's uh, only one samurai. He's the last one. I don't remember. I saw it. It's, I don't know. Play Ghost of Tsushima. It's a much better samurai <laughs> movie. But I guess we should... Uh, let's get right to the music. Really? Um, it's a little too late to go right to the music, but let's talk about the music. Well, there's some stuff. Did you hear about beach slang? No. Something that came out saying he was this, like, abusive towards, like, management? Or, like, he... But, like, there was, like, this fallout. I don't have all the stuff, but, yeah, be- Beach Slang, like, is in trouble. Mm. Whatever whatever dude was in that. Mm. But even, like, Bridge Nine, the one the record label that carries yeah. him, was all like, yeah, we want nothing to do with I him. think I saw an email from Bridge Nine, and it, Beach Slang was in the title. Yeah, that so, was yeah, it. Huh. Yeah, because I got a... I, I'll get stuff from Beach uh, Bridge Nine every now and then. Yeah. Um, that was pretty much the only yeah. news that I could think yeah. of. Oh, and um, what's his face from the New York Dolls died. Someone from the New York Dolls died. Uh, Jake Johansson. No, I would have known that. Uh, oh, um, <laughs> I don't know the dude's name off. Fuck! Of my head. I, I had a good joke there. I can't remember. Johnny uh, Thunders. I was gonna say Johnny Thunders. <laughs> I blanked on his fucking name. No, it was uh, a name I didn't really recognize. Like I wouldn't like if someone mm-hmm. said New York Dolls, he'd be like towards. Oh, the I didn't fun. realize Tommy Lasorda was in the New York Dolls. <laughs> yes, it was Tommy Lasorda and the oh. fanatic. No, they had a love baby. Yeah. Well, that tongue can it was be called wonders, the... I imagine. It's so sensuous. <laughs> the Philly lunatic. Mm, yes, my, uh. my my dad was Bruce Springsteen and my mm. mom was the Philly fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, you want to go first? Yeah, so I have two and then I have a few after, a little Some crumbs. bonus. I have a couple. Well, I, I have two, but I wanted to talk about something. Too. Ah. So we'll All right. circle back. So let me go first. Is this a stylus or a pen? That's a part of a pen. Why did you? I need a pen. Oh, all right. So I remember something. Oh. Eggs. Fine. <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> be funny. Be like, write it in your diary, Laura. So I'm gonna start with Dungeon Weed. Mm-hmm. The album being. Be funny if I Electric something. A Mind Palace. Of the Mushroom God. I'm not even close with that. This came out on August 19th. Okay. Um, You're right there. Yeah, I got the cups. I had a piece of pizza today. Ugh, why? You're going to vomit mm. or shit yourself. No, I've been taking, I have a new solution to that. What? I do both. No. <laughs> um, gas X. Oh, okay. That's good. But anyway, this is this really exciting for <laughs> Um, I'm also a little constipated right now, so I'm not afraid of that. I need something. <laughs> I used to say if I was constipated, I'd just order up a pepperoni stromboli <laughs> and that would get everything flowing. Moving. That killed me today as an older gentleman. Mm, 30. Sophisticated. Ooh. It's one of my ladies. Dungeon so, Weed. So Dungeon Weed, my palace of the Mushroom God. This is a... Um, a solo project of a gentleman called Dimitri Marva or Mavra, 
who was in a couple other metal bands, A Skunk and then Slow Phase. Okay. So as far as I can tell, this is his first and only solo effort. And this was put out on Forbidden Palace Records. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, sorry. COVID. God, you sound like a baby drinking a bottle. I was laughing. We got starfing, coughing, some burping. So, uh, Mind Palace of the Mushroom God is a doom metal album. It's it's synthy doom metal with like these 80s guitar riffs mixed in for good measure. When I was trying to find information on this band, every review started in the same way, which is what my thought was when I first saw uh-huh. the track listing, which is, Jesus Christ, another one of these albums. Because... <laughs> It's a concept album. Okay. And it leans very heavily into a little game I like to call Dungeons and Dragons. No way. I could have never guessed. Like there's a track, for instance, called Behold Are Gonna Fuck Shit Up. They make reference numerous times to Orcus, Demon Lord of Undeath. Oh my goodness. You know, Jamie, while they say a Demogorgon may be more powerful... Orcus is actually closer to becoming a true god. Oh my goodness. That's from the some D&D supplement. It's really sad. So, again, they really lean into this. It, it does really like someone's D&D campaign uh, to the point where there's a track. I think it's my favorite track. Sorcerer with the Skull Face. Which track was that? It's like, it's it's one of the ones you did listen okay. to. Is that there's a video and the video is effectively someone applying the Ken Burns effect. <laughs> to D&D First Edition source material. And I'm ashamed that I recognized every image that they used. And I could probably tell you what book everyone was in. Needless to say, popular with the ladies. <laughs> I gotta beat them off with my bag of dice. <laughs> it's doomy. It's, it's weird because the synthesizer kind of throws it off a bit. It's, it's kind of crazy psychedelic. I like my doom metal heavier for the most part. And the tracks that work best. Which would be, again, a Sorcerer with a Skull Face and Lumbering Hell mm. are very heavy, uh, lumbering, punishing. Um, at times remind me of Windhand. Hmm. The other tracks such as Orcus Lord of Undeath, Behold, We're Gonna Fuck Shit Up, or Black Pudding, which I think are the first three tracks. Okay. They tend to have, they move a little faster, I feel like. They're not as heavy and when they, you know, all these songs have, it's a hallmark of doom metal that at some point there'll be some sort of crazy guitar bullshit mm-hmm. to kind of cut through it. Where this album differs is a lot of times it's a much more psychedelic sound, such as in Lumbering Hell. But in the, like those early songs, it really sounds like almost someone shredding like an Eddie, like an 80s I could see that. Metal. Too. It's different. I like it. Um, is there a female vocalist? Yeah. So there's a female vocalist. Not and, a fan of it. <laughs> no, I'm not either. And then, like, her name, is, she's credited as something like Midzy Thalbloom or something like that. So I look, went to look that up, and it's just like a D&D character. So I was like, uh. There's a little blurb discussing the story of the album, which I will probably insert uh, independently at the end of this podcast if you <laughs> care to read that um, or hear that. And other that, I liked it. I did not love it. So I listened to it today... It was the second thing. I listened to your for the other thing first and then this. The first song came on and I was like, I like doom metal. There were, it, there was something I did not like about yeah. it. And I thought it was her vocals because mm-hmm. you have like the classic like, yeah. like the sleep ass type vocals. Mm-hmm. And then like her, it like just didn't match. And I'm like, I don't know if I like this. And the second song, I'm like, oh, it's decent. Mm-hmm. The third song, she did sing, but she there was something less annoying about her voice. Yeah. I don't like, it's not even her voice. It's just... No, I agree. It's, it's off. It's just like just it's doesn't weird. fit in well. But I, I felt like they were finding their sound a little more. Mm-hmm. I almost thought they were being like a parody of themselves. See, that's what, it's hard to tell because it was almost like too like a lot of times like doom and sludgy shit. Like it's a little more raw. It seemed like really polished. I mean, I would say like the lyrics are so on the nose. I almost wonder if it is. I I would believe yeah. that totally. 
But like I like doom metal, and mm-hmm. I thought they, the musically it was like a mm-hmm. lot of fun. I just wasn't totally sold on the lyrics. Yeah, but wasn't, yeah. The, the longer I was going in the album, I was like, oh, okay, it started mm-hmm. growing on me a little more. But uh, yeah, so I thought I thought it was decent. I just incidentally, while we're talking about female vocalists, I would I went in a deep dive like a couple weeks ago on Julie Christmas mm-hmm. for Christmas. It was December twenty fifth, and I was like, it's Julie Christmas. It's a pro- how many people just ask whatever happened to Julie Christmas and kind of miss her as. A performer. Hmm. I did find an interview with her where she kind of talks about that a little bit. She's like, "That's why she's. It's just too punishing, especially when you're, you're, you're a female in like the metal scene, and people have certain expectations." I've heard that too. She's like, "I don't really like to perform live all that much anymore," and you know, aside from uh, her partnership with Colda Luna, Luna, who just had an album come out, I think, oh, I did which that. I huh. have to listen to. But it was very interesting, and there are a lot of memes about. How people are actually sad that Julie Christmas. I like Julie point. Christmas. Like, I did too, but I like I honestly did not realize she's a, a lot more well known in that scene than you would think. Well, what, what was it? Made, Made out of babies, babies was and then fantastic. Um, the rat. Uh, what the hell was Battle it? of Mice. Battle of Mice. <laughs> the rat <laughs> album. And then she was in. Uh, it was another. Group I like Battle of Mice a lot. Spilacopa, which was like another supergroup. But anyway, yeah, that's so that's uh, Dungeon Weed. Mind Palace of the Mushroom God. Um, going along with your Julie Christmas stuff, I was listening to a interview with one of the females in Svalsbard. If you ever listen to Svalsbard, yes. uh, I think she's a guitarist. I don't know what mm-hmm. she plays, but um, it was interesting talking to the her. She's British, but she was just talking about the whole metal scene and just like like the way women are kind of treated yeah. and stuff. Um, but it was an interesting well, episode. Yeah. Uh, Poison Ruin. Yes. Self titled. An older but newer thing. It mm. actually came out. It's two albums. They have like their demo that came out, I believe, mm-hmm. in May. Mm-hmm. These five songs that we list that I, I sent you are going to be on the new album. There's like going to be another. All right. But the, okay. but the, the new album's not supposed to be out till the, January 30th, so All a couple right. weeks or so. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they're off of Urge Records, and Urge Records is out of Australia. It's they're from Philly. Mm-hmm. He's from Philly. Yeah. Um, it's like proto punk, post punk, dungeon synth, and it's just one dude. Oh real? Oh wow. As really? far as I know, like I did a little bit of research, and this guy named Matt Kennedy, he was like in an Insane Earth TV. Oh, he's in QAnon too. He might be. He's he's yeah. But Matt, apparently, <laughs> wink, wink, wink. JF Matt Kennedy. <laughs> but um, yeah, he written recorded it like this, and they're kind of like a gloomy peace punk, proto punk. Mm-hmm. 77 I, sound. I thought you would like it. But I, it's a solo I really album. did. I I thought there is at the same time like there's a mismatch between the vocals and the music, but they work. Yeah. And that it's they don't sound like they should go together because yeah. they're two different genres almost. No, but they I do. yeah they do. And it really reminds me of like Bauhaus got together with like Crass mm-hmm. and Subhumans yeah. or something, and then throw in some like. 76 mm-hmm. vibes going yeah. through. So anyway, it starts uh, with a song, Carrion. The, the song starts off with this like 80s, like almost horror soundtrack feel to yeah, it. Yeah, I was like trying to figure it out. Like, oh, and then it kind of just goes into like this proto-punk with this like English 82 punk vibe. And it's like very lo-fi vocals, kind of monotony and echoey, but it works. I was waiting for the hardcore to kick in with that first song, and it obviously never. Were you like, ooh? A lot of hardcore albums open with that very yeah. So before it's like, I thought of you because like because you've said that before. Like, I'll send you something. You're like, oh, there it is. Yeah, and you didn't get that this time at all with either of my stuff. Crucifix is the next one. It's this gloomy 70s, 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 like 1977 mm-hmm. punk feel. This song, I was like, man, it really reminds me of, like Subhumans and Crash. It's my favorite. So it's my favorite song. The guitar, second cousin to Rockabilly, where it's not quite there, but you can hear where. Yeah, like it's. Like in two steps, it would become that. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Good. It's like all the instant, like everything's where it should be. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, it just fits really well. I thought it was a really good mm-hmm. song. Demon w- uh, Wind, kind of the same thing. More gloomy. It's like punk. Anarcho punk means mm-hmm. meets gloom. Turn in the page, 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 page. And a couple of tra la la. Sacrosant. Which is the second time that's come up recently. Yeah. Because there was another band that had a song called Sacrosant. Yeah, weird. Anyway, yeah. Kind of an old school, like, lo-fi keyboard. I don't even know. 
and like echoey vo- vocals. Like this reminded me of Bauhaus mm-hmm. a lot. Um, it was like slower, gloomier, very like fuzzy and lo-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last song is Fog of War, and it's like the '77-esque mm-hmm. punk. The cla- has like a little of the Clash, like Johnny Thunders, mixed with like Subhumans and cra- uh, Crass and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I thought it was really, really good. I thought it was. Really fun, great stuff. Um, amazed that it's just like one dude for the most part, as far yeah. as I know, and like a lot of like good stuff coming out of Philly. And I'm actually very much looking forward to the full length. That yeah, I, I liked it a lot. It's different. Yeah, not what I expected, but I really liked it. It was good. And like I said, uh, Crucifix was my favorite song. I think, but the guitars, like I really like the yeah. guitars and the vocals were. I thought you would like you would appreciate this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be sold on like every song, but I was like, oh, I think yeah, Blue might, might be up his alley. But um, yeah, but it kept popping up on Bandcamp. And um, so that's why I ch- checked yeah. it out. I'm like, oh, from Philly. I'll always check something out from Philly. Yeah. So. Philly. <laughs> which brings us to Girl Friday, Androgynous Mary, off Hardly Art, which I, don't, I feel like I haven't seen anything from Hardly Art in a while. Um, Julie Ruin Project. But there that's was not something about, what was Julie Ruin? I mean, a while ago. There was something else that like came out. Like uh, Hardly La Art, but that was like. Last year, there was something last year that was hardly art, I yeah. would say. But, but I feel like compared to other albums, like other labels... Yeah, no, I agree much. with you there. And this came out the April or August 21st of last year. I think I said the last podcast, I have like a list mm-hmm. of just songs. So this is like backlist stuff. Well, this is tough because there's not a lot of ton of new stuff mm-hmm. other than what I did. But even then, mm-hmm. um, just kidding. Because that Poison Ruin, yeah. like the stuff that, I, that was like available was out yeah. in May, so... Again, so Girl Friday is a four-piece out of L.A. La. La. L.A., we know it well. And they refer to themselves as the Goth Wiggles, <laughs> which maybe that, that was my response to. Although I don't think they sound like the Goth Wiggles. That's pretty amazing. I don't think they sound. Now, they've been performing for a while. I think their first EP came out in 2017. They sounded vaguely familiar. Like that's... We'll get into it a little bit. Although, in and of itself, they shouldn't sound familiar because I... There's no one who's in any other band that you would have heard or I would No, heard. just, I don't know. Maybe they would, I've seen them on uh, Bandcamp or something. Yeah, maybe. I'll hit it on some. So they've had two EPs. This is their first full length. <laughs> um, Wanda. Oh, <laughs> I wish I could get my beer. And poor Cy Abel. Well, we'll talk about that <laughs> later, the third yes. act. How to describe this music? I guess indie rock, but that isn't very descriptive because nah. they... They're more than that. They really vary up their sound to the point where I could take two different songs off this album, almost any two different songs, mm-hmm. and play them, and you would not necessarily know they were the same band. I could see that, yeah. The predominant theme, and it's a very light theme, is there is a new wave influence there. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they are kind of, they do a lot of things. I guess the other thing to keep in mind is they rarely stay, they the songs don't necessarily have the same through line through the whole song. Like, it'll start as one type of song and end yeah. another. And that is... In the middle of some song. Like yeah. The, I think it was the first song kind of goes off. Yeah, so the first song... So they had four songs on their band camp. I'm going to talk about those songs, and I, I'm going to talk about a couple more. Cool. So the first song is... This is not the indie rock I signed up for. And it opens with these very bright pop, almost dream proppy pop... This very bright, I've been doing heroin, that's why it's in my mind. Very bright, dream poppy guitar flourishes and like, like kind of wafting along. And it reminds me of Chastity Belt. Oh, I can it see is that. very stylistically what like Chastity Belt did, especially does, especially in later albums, mm-hmm. without the surf. Because there's always I can a bit see of surf. That, yeah. And if you're, like, they're both West Coast bands. One's more established. I would not be surprised if. Girl Friday, the goth wiggles listening to Chastity Belt. And this song, like I said, it's very light. It's sort of melancholy. Oh, the whole album has a lot of melancholy notes, like a feel. In my in my fantasy movie where bands play specific characters, the same character, you know, I referred to L.A. Witch as if it was a like someone who comes to Hollywood as an actress and sort of has stayed at the party too long and is now like an active addict. Girl Friday, I feel like, is someone who's about to tip over into that, but hasn't yet. Okay. Anyway. Well, you're looking <laughs> you're, at me like I want to You're looking up. at me like you wanted some, uh, I, I would, don't know, me to be like, age. you are amazing. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I'm so goofy tonight, too. I am a little I have a case of the giggles. This is a heroin. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... The wiggles. So, the wiggles? Now, the interesting thing about this album, or this song, well, this album and this song, mm-hmm. is towards the end, it turns into this whole Marty McFly playing Earth Angel when he's starting to disappear and Back to the Future. See, you left. It's 100% true. Yeah, it is. It just turns into this blast of, like, drum and piano noise. Yeah. And it's like a nervous breakdown. That's audible. what I was like, hmm? I, the lyrics are very clever, too, a lot of times. Yeah. Like, I just... There's something that stuck out in my head lyrically, and I can't remember what it is. But. There's a lot. Um, you know what? You know what doesn't necessarily have clever. What well, has very clever lyrics in a different way? What? Amber knees don't move. The second song, like it's heavier. Mm-hmm. It has this awesome '90s hook. The lyrics are like nutty. There's this thing about like hippos boiling in their tanks, and <laughs> it might be that. It then. seems to be about, and I'm sure I butchered that. Uh, because I was um, I was boxing I, yeah. when I listened to your stuff, and because um, I say I should never listen to new stuff when yeah. I work out, but I enjoyed this working out actually very much so. Well, there's another one. Hold up, one second. I'm gonna look up this fucking. Well, I'm gonna get a beer. Yeah. Tell a joke. Um, a guy walks into a bar. <laughs> a priest, a monk, and a rabbi. Why do you have a lantern? To keep the flies away. <laughs> that song is called Amber's Knees, A Matter of Concern. Okay. And it seems to be, I guess just watching like horrible things on TV, it doesn't make any sense. There's a video for this song, mm-hmm. and they're all dressed like Brett Michaels, I think. That's pretty awesome. It's interesting. It does show you the versatility of this band. The third song, Public Bodies. Okay. Um, which we're sort of back to chastity about the beginning before it starts to take on this like really new wave feel. And then at the end turns into this di- mannequin pussy mixed with Dinosaur Jr. Oh, you know what? There, um, I never thought of it with mannequin pussy. Yeah. You can kind of see that, yeah. This song and a lot of these songs remind me of actually Joan Jett. Oh, okay. Very much Joan Jett, you know. I know who Joan Jett. She was in a band called The Runaways. And no way. And uh, her and Dakota Fanning, <laughs> her one of the Fannings, apparently used to all like have super lesbian sex and do drugs. Mm. And Michael Shannon was their manager. <laughs> and, and he looked like a Frankenstein. Public Bodies is real. Like the end of the song is really interesting. Talking about being your mother's daughter and like. Uh, yes, I can yeah. remember that. Yeah. It's very and it's yeah it's. Earthquakes is the final song. It's much heavier. This is the song that most like will get the most like Joan Jet award. I can see that. Yeah, with the fannings. I could. I, I think out of the four that I could listen to, I think Amber Knees, and it might have been Earthquake got like kind of stuck. Amber, like Earthquake, kind of has that like '90s like girl like yeah. alt girl thing going on. It's a very like post post punk revival, mm-hmm. and then at the end, you know, they they become Sonic Youth. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Very yeah. And I, I think I very like, sounds totally yes. Yeah. I'm glad you said um, that because it totally because there was something that sounded very gooish off of that song. Mm-hmm. And then um, so two more songs. Mm-hmm. Earthquakes was probably my favorite song. I like this one a lot. Followed closely by Eaten Alive, which is again like is very reminiscent of The Cure because it's like a ba- this is like mash up the album. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, opens up on this. Really heavy, a bluesy, thunderous Sabbath vibe. Ah, like cool. it's, it's very much a metal song, or as close to a metal song hmm. as they get. And to round it out, Gold Stars, which is about men judging women. Liz Fair meets L.A. Sleazo Rock. <laughs> so there you go. Like I liked it a lot. I really liked um, it. I was. Uh, I will probably buy it. I did buy it. Ooh. You should send it to me, so I don't have to buy it. I'll send it to you. I can't. That's illegal. Uh, <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is really good. I, I the, the one thing that's like, the album cover is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but I, I liked it. I think it's really good. Can't wait to see what happens with a girl Friday. Girl Friday. Oh. All right. Right ahead. Viagra Boys. Yes. I was like. What is this? Like, huh? <laughs> what? Yeah. Welfare Jazz. And this came out January um, 
whatever, something like January 6th or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they were out of Stockholm, Sweden. Oh. And they started uh, in 2015. I never would have guessed that. And their first album was called Streetworms, and that was out 2018. Did you ever hear their single Sports off that? Like, they've been a, like, that was like kind of a. I feel like I did, sports, yeah. And, like, it's a really. Yes. It, it's pretty cool. So it's like dark wave alternative post punk. Like, he's all tatted up. Like, mm-hmm. it's. They're hard to put a pin in. Yeah. <laughs> so it starts off, and it has a video too, Ain't Nice, which is this like proto Detroit sound. So I thought, and I think it's the vocals for this song. Mm-hmm. I was like, is this Brendan Kelly? I realized it wasn't. I can kind of see that. For a second when I was listening to it, just like... Anyway, go ahead. And it's like this sleazy lo-fi with like really fucking goofy lyrics. And they have like sax and horns. And it works. Mm-hmm. Like, and this goes back to a couple a couple podcasts ago when you are talking about Death Valley Girls where sometimes the sax works and sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. doesn't yeah. it I works. thought it worked because it's just... A, they're just a weird fucking yeah. band. Um, and you can, it's really cool. The sax numbers remind me of like something from Fear, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> Um, but it's a really cool, the video is really cool. It's one of my favorites. I, I really like this album. Coldplay had a really cool sax solo. And like, how often do you see say that? Yeah, no, almost <laughs> never. Toad, country rock and roll, cool ass bass line. It almost reminded me of like, if Rever, like a Reverend Horton Heat sound to it yeah. a little bit. This old dog, and it's like a spoken word about yeah, a dog. Yeah, there's like a Tom Waits bullshit. There are a lot of songs about dogs on this, by Yeah, the way. yeah. Into the Sun, a super lo-fi, like, distorted country-esque song. Uh, Creatures. I like Creatures a lot. Like, a new wave electro with, like, a Nick Cave vocal feel yeah. to it. Um, it has sax and horns. It's weird, but it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Six Shooter. Very, like, jam rock. And also an instrumental with the sax. It almost reminded me of a little bit of a... Um, all them witches feel too about it musically. Secret agent, see, secret canine agent. Yeah. This is one of my favorite songs like the album. Like, it's the lyrics are really fucking dumb. Yeah. And but it makes it even better. It's seriously about yeah. a secret canine agent. It's like cool. It has like this sexy dark way feel to yeah. it. It's like goofy as shit. Gave a secret message by lifting a paw. <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a I liked it a lot. It's so yeah. good. I feel alive. Which has a flute, like so. Yeah, it was like some Jethro Tull, like jazz. This is fucking crazy. Um, and it has like yeah, it's like this bluesy rock and roll song with uh, piano sax. It's like and it has this catchy as fuck chorus. Really awesome. Girls and boys is this like weird dark electro lo-fi feel. Like, girls. Yeah. Boys. To the country. Very simple. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the vocals are the focus of the song. In Spite of Ourselves, I don't know if you know anything about this song. No. So it's the last song on the album. I think it's a cover from what I've heard, but it's Amy from Emile and the Sniffers. That's Oh, her. really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's a video, and uh-huh. it's pretty amazing. Um, and it's like this alt-country love song. Mm-hmm. Amy Taylor is her name. Oh. And it's rad as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics are great. It kind of has this like June and Johnny Cash like vibe mm-hmm. going through it. But definitely check out the video. It's like really fucking to, yeah. cool. The one thing that, like, this album, it's just so all over the place at times, where it starts off, like, It Ain't Nice is, like, such a good song. Yeah. And then it kind of, like, slows down a little too early in, in it, and then, like, goes right back to being, like, mm-hmm. crazy. But I, I love this album. I think it's fantastic. I liked it, too. It was like, I was like, oh, this is really different. I love it. It's really different. It. It's weird. It's mm-hmm. silly. The more I listen to it, the more I like it. Um, as I said, it doesn't have the best flow of songs. That's my only complaint if I had to complain mm-hmm. about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to see this band live. I think they'd yeah. be fucking great. But yeah, I, I thought this mm-hmm. might be up your alley, but mm-hmm. I, I thought, I, I didn't want to tell you about um, Amy Taylor, but yeah, go back and oh, listen to that song. It's the last song on the album. It's like pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll show you the video. Yeah. All right. So I got a few other quicko things. Quicko. That don't necessarily, so they're like basically singles. Cool. News. So as an aside, after our last podcast, Thurston Moore did release another album. Three songs. The first song is like an hour and six, seven minutes long. Needless to say, I shan't be listening to that anytime soon. Perry Farrell has an album coming out. Really? Album. Hmm. And they released, he released like the first single, Turn Over the World. How was it? It's good. So it's him featuring Taylor Hawkins, okay. who's a drummer mm-hmm. for Foo Fighters. I like him. And Starcrawler. Oh, shit. And it's really good. I got to circle back and listen to it. Yeah, I'm like, I, I like admire Perry Farrell, but I'm not like, I'm almost completely indifferent to him as a musician just because like. Peripheral. 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 
peripheral. That's why he named himself Perry. Fair. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what's the? Did he create like? Was it the Warp Tour after? Uh, Lollapalooza. I thought. He well, did. I thought he did after Lollapalooza because I remember seeing him. Warp Tour was after. Yeah, I thought he did after. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Because he's like, yeah, it's too commercial. We're gonna have a do one, and the UFOs could come down and see us. I like Perry Farrell. Yeah, I do. Yeah, interesting. Um, and I've been watching a lot of tattoo or Ink Master starring mm. Dave Navarro. Oh, I have a thing for Dave Navarro. Yeah. Mm. Do you ever look up his history? I was like, <laughs> totally. I want to see that documentary. Anyway, I did. <laughs> oh, anyway, so that was really good. A while ago, I think on Halloween, the Paranoids released a. A uh, forty-five, mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery, and uh, Celebrity Hotel. Pet Cemetery is kind of doomy hardcore. It sounds exactly like something that would be on the Death Valley Girls interesting album, Darkness Darkness Reigns. Except there's no saxophone. A celebrity Hotel, okay. it might be Celebrity Hotel, is a lot more traditional paranoid. Where it's fun, there's an organ. It's kind of tongue in cheek. Cool. Um, there's a video where it's, they're all getting bad plastic surgery. <laughs> and uh, finally, mm-hmm. Iggy Pop put out a single called Dirty Little Virus. Ooh. You ever watch something or listening to something? I have. And then afterwards. <laughs> so you ever do that? One of those, and then you feel ashamed like you did something wrong. <laughs> and that's not, like, not very good. The, the less said the better. Mm, okay. Anyway. Um, so that's all I got. Torso. I've um, reviewed Torso in the past. Mm-hmm. They have a new album coming out. Yeah. Um, I just pre-ordered. It's up on Revelation Records. And I just mm-hmm. pre-ordered something else. I don't remember what the fuck it was. Dave Navarro said, while you're doing that, mm-hmm. he realized he had a drug problem when he was at a house. He was part of a threesome. And he left to get high. And yeah, then he's this- like... Yeah, I got a I love, I think he, oh, Anxious. Yeah. Um, I reviewed Anxious. Um, they're off of Triple B. I reviewed them like a year ago. I think they were yeah. on like my short list for like mm-hmm. favorite um, seven inches of 19, no, no, 1920, yeah. 2019. So yeah, Dave Navarro. So WandaVision, uh-huh. what are your thoughts on the first episode of WandaVision? So WandaVision came out mm-hmm. um, and I love it, I love it, I love it. I really like it. Um. I am a sucker and a bit of an expert mm-hmm. on old sitcoms, I have to say. Yes. So, WandaVision, it's supposed to be like 50s or so. Yeah. And it has this, like, I love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke show, like... Mm-hmm. Bewitched. Uh, Bewitched. Is the very obvious one. Yeah. Um, going through, you'll see that even more in the next uh-huh. episode. Um, I started. But I, I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God... Like, Wanda has to be so batshit crazy. So, it's funny, and that's what I kept thinking, too. It's like, because obviously there's something going on. Yeah. Even though, I would, if they just did a season of fucking sitcom. Yeah, I, I would watch be, it. I would watch I'll the whole totally thing. Watch it. The next one's even better, but it's even fucking weirder. Yeah. Um, I love The Neighbor. The Neighbor is straight, like, mm-hmm. supposed to be kind of uh, Ethel and Fred. Like, Ethel yeah. from I Love mm-hmm. Lucy, like that. Even, um, I don't know her name, but from The Honeymooners, the... Ralph's oh, wife. Um, I don't remember her name. But, I can't remember. But kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Do you remember watching I Love Lucy? Oh, I love Lucky Louie. Yes. And Laura Keitlinger was like the drunk neighbor. Yeah. Like that's she, what she's like. It totally um, reminds me of that. No. Um. I love Laura Keitlinger. Cy Abelman mm-hmm. is Vision's boss, and Cy Abelman's wife is the mom from that '70s show. Deborah Jo Rupp. Yeah. And she's funny. And, I always like her. So there's a theory. Mm. That this is eventually sets up Scarlet Witch to be the bad guy in the next stage of the Marvel movies. Really? So how so? Well, spoilers. Yeah, a little bit. So in the original, like the comic book from the eighties, you know, Wanda and Vision have again spoiler. This is spoilers mm. for an eighties comic book, but it's very much like I don't know a whole spoilers lot. Spoilers from. Of... I'm telling the audience, and I'll okay. explain to you. So spoilers for it's probably gonna happen. So, Thanks for mansplaining that, Lou. All right, well, you know, it's okay. You pretty little girls, and you need to read this How to Please Your Man <laughs> book and make some lobsters and shit. I think that's what the first episode Yeah. So she uses her magic. Her and Division are a couple. She uses her magic to basically create two kids. Okay. And then at some point, those kids, like, disappear. They vanish. And it might be during Secret Wars or Secret Wars 2, actually. 
And she goes fucking yeah. super crazy and just goes on a tear. So there's some thought that that's going to happen. People pointed out, uh, Movie Bob will be the one I point out, that the next Marvel movie slated is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which sort of multiverse kind of ties into it and all that shit. Yeah. But really, as we talked about before, I can't look at uh, Wanda and not think of Marcy Marley, May Marlene. Which was out uh, a million. We saw that The Colonial. Very good movie. Had to be like 20... 13. Yeah. No, probably later than that. You like should go watch that movie. So that was like probably... She's like from a cult. So it was, it was probably Elizabeth Olsen's first movie. Yeah, and she was really good in it. She's really good and... There's yeah, a couple scenes that you... you yeah, know, it's about a girl... It's about you. a woman who escapes from a cult and she's like unreliable narrator. You don't know if the cult's still after or not. And it's a lot of it's about her PTSD. Yeah. Emphasis on the P... You can snarf some beer. Yeah. This is what you get for the water earlier. <laughs> but yeah, Elizabeth Olsen's a really good actress. I really like her. And um, Mondavision. What? You're going to be watching the second episode anyway. There's a couple things where there's they put commercials in. Yeah. And one of the commercials in um, the second episode, there's like a Hydra thing in the watch. Oh, really? And yeah. then there's something with the sword. Do you remember the sword? Mark pointed this out today mm. it, he said it was an astonishing the first time I, he saw mm. it and that same logo with the whatever the sword is like maybe when i see showed it, I yeah it. i'll have to show you a comic book cover because i it was an astonishing like beast was just some like red green haired i'll show you a picture all right because well, it jogged my memory mm. but um um speaking of marvel movies i watched the new mutants finally how was that don't it's bad it is it is it's bad. Um, is that the one? That was Sigourney Weaver, right? New Mutants? Yeah. That's no. like the new one with uh, my Ramsey. She made the, <laughs> right? the dream boat. <laughs> from Ramsey from Game of Thrones? Was it Ramsey? I'm was not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, no. We're talking about um, New Mutants. I don't think... Oh, um... I'm thinking something else. I think. Anna... Whatever, so the most popular... The, the most recognizable person now is the, the actress who is the main character in Queen's Gambit. I never saw it. I said, Anna loved it. I haven't seen it either, even though everyone says I should see it, which means I'm not going to see it anytime soon. It's very clear to me, and we had heard stories, and I had seen, like, I had seen a preview, like, years ago, Mm -hmm. and it seemed to play up much more to the idea that it was a horror movie, to the point where I didn't realize it was New Mutants until the very end. Huh. And they got away from that somewhat. It very much reminds me of the pilot a pilot episode to what was supposed to be a sitcom. Huh, interesting. Oh, what's her name? Uh, Little Stark who becomes an assassin in it. Little Stark? Stark, uh, not Sansa. Oh, um, yes, I know who you're talking about. So she plays Wolfsbane. Okay, that, okay. So yeah. it's, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, Danny Moonstar who's the main character. Wolfsbane, Wolfsbane mm-hmm. uh, Sunspot, Cannonball, Magic. Okay. Who has a hand puppet that's Lockheed. So she's a Lockheed puppet, That's and she's like, awesome. she's a little bit racist. And uh, Monica Reyes, Monica he was like a doctor. From... Okay, I remember Monica. So anyway, it's not good. That's it's and like I had heard it was. Where bad, did you watch that on? I Netflix it. Okay, that was one. I still get discs like a gentleman. Again, popular with the ladies, and I had I had uh, had this on my queue and it never came, so I reported it missing. And then on the same day, two copies of New Mutant showed up. <laughs> And uh, I never take people's word for it directly, but I should have in this case because it was a waste of an hour and a half. Mm. I started watching um, the third season of Killing Eve. Yeah. I highly recommend you mm. watching it. I know I've been telling you for years, or a year. Yeah. <laughs> but there's one. It, this season, I'm only like for it. It's it's decent. But there's one part where I laughed that I think you would get a kick out mm-hmm. of it. So she's an assassin. Yeah. One of the main characters. She ends up, like, taking a baby. Oh, just taking a <laughs> baby? Take, well, let's say the people around the baby were dead. Mm-hmm. So she ends up taking the baby because she's like, this baby's fascinating and weird. Yeah. She, like, takes it to a meeting with, like, kind of a handler. Yeah. And the baby's, like, like making mm-hmm. faces and, like, it's like she thinks it's hilarious. Her, the handler lady, is kind of, like, getting on her nerves. So she's, like, telling the, like, the kid mm-hmm. kind of make fun of her. And she's like, bah, 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 bah. 
and the handler takes the baby. It's like uh-huh. a, a, I don't know, like eight month old, the seventh month uh-huh. old, takes the baby and throws it in a trash can and walks back and then they argue and in the background you're in your back of my head I'm like who's gonna take that baby out of the yeah. trash can and they never do the police come and take this baby out of the trash can that's amazing oh Jesus Christ yeah I gotta watch it yeah it's pretty funny oh, um, so the thing I said to put ah. a pen in so Eggs. I was talking about this with when I was eating dinner tonight so you know how like you can go back and be like, oh, 60s fashion and like what people look like in the mm-hmm. 70s, the yeah. 80s, the 90s. What is 2000? Like when you picture 2000 to 2010, what is in your head? Like, it, is it just like we're older, so maybe I'll have to ask like my nieces and stuff. Hmm. Or That's like. A question. I don't know. But they're really like the only thing, like I was telling Mark. Skinny jeans? Yeah, I, I guess you do that. Like, remember the, all those, like, awful hoodies that, like, had all these, like, really bad, like, patterns, like, constantly yeah. around? That's the only thing I could think I of. I can't really think of anything And either. even now, like, what would you say 2010 to 2020 would be? I don't know. Like, is there fashion anymore? Like, a specific, like, I know, like, Thrasher shirts were kind of big and, like, the T-shirt. I felt like. And NASA shit and stuff like that. I didn't, like, flannel came back briefly. There was like kind of a 90s revival yeah. a little bit, but yeah, it was just... But you know what? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm going to have to look at... Because there's pictures. nothing... Like, like, going back, if you saw a picture like of bell-bottoms and a tie-dyed shirt, you'd be like, oh, 60s yeah. or maybe 70s, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's like my... Um, and I've literally dressed the same for, you know, my entire life, basically, more or less. One of the things adult, I always like... like adult baby. <laughs> adult baby. I wear a dighty, and I have a big old a passy. Mm-hmm. And about it, but um, I think of no. uh, what was that uh, John Waters movie we saw? Oh, um, a dirty shame. <laughs> yes, which is great. I told you I watched that recently. So yeah, accents are the the Baltimore accent is much more noticeable to me. No, she does the hokey pokey. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. The fat fuck, Frank. My pussy can't. That's the best part. In the rain. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh, shit, I went for... Oh. You're going to puke there? You um, did everything other than fart yet, so I'm hoping that we don't make a... Oh, one of the things I always notice, like, it's in movies that sort of take place, we'll say post-Civil War, mm-hmm. is that what they, they're they wearing post-Civil War is starting to approach recognizable fashions. Like, the ties might be fatter, but I feel like you're starting to see Wait, more modern-age shit. Like, they're not, they're not modern-age... In like, movies? Yeah. Okay. Like, they're not wearing, like, pantaloons and cravats and shit. They're, they're wearing, like, they wear suits. Mm-hmm. And the suits are slightly different, but they're wearing suits. Hmm. Anyway, that's apropos of nothing. Yeah. So, I guess that's going to be it. Yeah, I can't think of uh, too much I more. think I have an idea for a topic that we'll probably do, not next time. I think it's going to be this, and it's based on... Um, a movie I rewatched that we won't discuss today because we're almost out of time. Mary Poppins. <laughs> um, and that would be Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. And the idea, I think, is going to be something along the, the lines of, what is the best, worst fictional band? So, like, all these, like, media, they have, like, the band that's supposed to represent a rock band, and it's never, it's always, like, shitty because it's people who don't understand. They're just throwing something out there. Yeah. I had a I had a topic too and I forgot. Yeah. Um, Polanski, like the one of the guys, uh, tattoo artist, he put like most overrated and he's like Bruce Springsteen. I was like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> wow, that's that'd be a good one though. Maybe we'll do that today. Um, it's Bruce Springsteen. The and some people are like, oh, blasphemy. Uh, and he's by, like anybody follow followed that by anyone with the name L little L I L in front of their name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Trash House Street, we'll see you next time. See you next time, bye. folks. Bye-bye. And now, the plot to... See, I can't even fucking remember the name. Demon Weed, Mind Palace of the Mushroom God. My <laughs> no, and this is this is right off uh, their band camp.
Oh, and so, so Thea Moonbrook is the backing vocals, and Thea Bro- Mo- Moonbrook seems to be some fucking elf mm. bitch. Or I know. elf she's woman. An owlbear. That would be great. All right, ready? She's an owlbear ranger. So. Who's an archer. Anyway, this is serious. This is serious, JB. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about themes of death here. Mm-hmm. And evil. From their band camp. Okay. A sip, a sip, a sip of water. Oh, you're just reading this. Mm-hmm. Can I sing that put my pussy cat? No, no, no. <laughs> you can... It has been many years since I composed these songs. They came to me in the dark, these words, and simple melodies recited endlessly in my mind. As I sat imprisoned in the darkness of isolation in his majesty's dungeon. I hope reading this doesn't counter the devil, by the way. I might. Without guilt or parchment for a crime of which I was unfortunately most guilty. Had I not pushed the boundaries of reality in a vain attempt to conquer death itself? Had I not unleashed the hideous powers upon the kingdom that caused so much pain and destruction? Had I not inflicted upon myself what may be the ultimate curse? (laughs) Crimson Tide. Had I not done these things, I would be sleeping peacefully in the senseless, interminable abyss of nothingness, and my name would be revered throughout history as a legendary sorcerer. Alas, I did not cause these events to unfold, and nothing can change that now. His Majesty, Donald Trump, has been dead for nearly a century, yet I live on, shunned by the world, like Donald Trump. Um... Living secretly in the dark forest of the north. Secretly. Until time ceases to exist. There are times when I question if this is truly reality. I wonder if ever did I return from the mind palace of the mushroom god, the strange and terrible realm, imagination, or die, <laughs> which I was so careless, nay, foolish, to invoke. No matter how much I strive to avoid it, I inevitably... Catch, catch a fleeting glimpse <laughs> of myself in the dark forest stream and see the ghostly bones of my face and know it is real. I shudder in fear and disgust to think my encounter with Orcus, the immortal lord of the underworld, and now my master forever until he sees fit to, to release, release me from, from my necromantic, necromantic servitude. I tell you this. I'm probably going to have nightmares tonight. I think the devil just came out of my butt. (laughs) He's in Georgia. All right, bye, everybody. Bye.